Hi everyone, it's Naila Alexandra here. I'm your host Naila and you're listening to the Gen Z Agenda podcast. The Gen Z Agenda podcast is a podcast where I discuss, critique, and analyze popular topics through the lens of someone from Generation Z. If you want to check out some of my recent episodes, the last episode I uploaded was called What They Don't Tell You About College, where I talked about the many, many, many things that they don't tell you about college and how schools prepare you to attend college and to get into a college instead of preparing you to succeed in college. And then the episode that I uploaded before that was another life updates episode where I talked about turning 22 and what I want for myself at that age. Also, please check out the Instagram for this podcast. The user is at the Gen Z underscore agenda podcast. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So before I get into this episode, I wanted to discuss an episode that I uploaded previously called Why Age Isn't an Excuse, where I explain how age isn't an excuse for racism, homophobia, transphobia, etc. It's just, it's not. And I've seen a lot of people question why a person's life has to get ruined because they said something stupid, ignorant, offensive, whatever it is. Well, it's because those people don't stay young forever they grow up and they become our lawyers and doctors police officers teachers etc most of the time the views that they had when they were younger are the same views that they continue to hold as they grow older never mind the fact that it's never just words because words turn to violence i don't know if it's just me but i personally don't want racist homophobes or transphobic professionals like i don't that should not be a thing it's damaging and it's dangerous and in this episode i'm going to be talking about how systemic racism plays a huge role in the healthcare system and how discrimination plays a role in that as well so first off racism is systemic there's no other way to put it that's just how it is and if you think otherwise you're not paying enough attention and that may or may not be your fault but the problem that arises with saying that racism is systemic which it is is that people have a different understanding of what what it means when people say the system like what does that entail exactly and when i say that i mean that if you can break society down into individual levels racism will be apparent in each of those levels for example housing is i mean housing is probably the best example i could give you of systemic racism and gentrification as well but i mean we also see racism in the education system and we are still living in a time where we're seeing the first black whatever in 2020 for example Princeton University has been around for 274 years. Just to clarify, it was founded in 1746, and they've just this year named their first black valedictorian. It's also important to state that because of the pandemic, they didn't actually have a graduation. So in a way, it is kind of like a slap in the face. It's very much a backhanded compliment because, yes, he was the first black valedictorian, but he didn't even 
get to have his moment and give his speech and I mean, the school's been around since fucking 1746, and you're telling me that now they have their first black valedictorian? Like, that does not sit right with me at all. It's not that black people aren't qualified, it's just that the playing field is not leveled. We're just not on the same level, and we have to even the playing field, and we have to be equal, and we're not. The way that we do that, at least the way that I think we do that, is to find a solution to end systemic racism. And how do we solve systemic racism? That's a question a lot of people have been asking. That's a question that I ask myself that I honestly don't really know the answer to. And I did go on a little tangent, an important one, but a tangent nonetheless. So to end that, I just want to say that the healthcare system is inherently racist and discriminatory. And if you didn't know that before, you're going to learn about it today. So I wanted to talk about how discriminatory the healthcare system can be to transgender individuals and gender non-conforming individuals. So if you didn't know, you're going to know about it today that the healthcare system is inherently transphobic. We don't really talk about that enough. I'm not really sure why, but it is, and I have some statistics to prove it. But first, I'm going to go off on a little tangent because I'm very passionate. Oops, I just hit my microphone. I'm very passionate about human rights. And Okay, first off, I want to say that people... Like, there are people that have died because they didn't get adequate treatment due to the fact that they're trans or gender non-conforming. And doctors and nurses whose jobs are to literally save people have refused to provide their services to openly transgender patients as if that's not their job. And if you're a medical professional, if you're any type of healthcare professional and you refuse to provide your services because of your bias, you don't deserve to be in that position. You don't deserve to be a professional at all. Like, point blank, period. Like, they are allowing people to die on their watch and it's not okay. And it's getting to a point where trans folks are literally avoiding hospitals or any type of medical center because they're scared of what's going to happen and it shouldn't be that way. I mean, we've been knew that the healthcare system in America is a joke and it needs some serious fixing, but nobody should be scared to go to a hospital to get services that they need especially if they are in dire need of such services like that's absolute bullshit like i'm sorry but trans people are still people and i don't understand why people don't see that like they are human beings and every human being deserves basic human rights and going to a hospital or an, ur- or an urgent care or any type of medical center to get services whatever the services may be is a human right that's just what it is everybody deserves that i mean everybody deserves that to be free too but that's a whole another discussion Transgender and gender non-conforming people face rampant discrimination in healthcare settings. They're regularly denied 
needed care and they experience a range of health risks because they are transgender and gender non-conforming. According to a report of more than 6,450 transgender and gender non-conforming people by the National Transgender Discrimination Survey, nearly one in five, so 19%, have reported that they were refused care because they were gender non-conforming, like completely just outright refused care. 28% of respondents were subjected to harassment in medical settings, and over a quarter of the respondents reported misusing drugs or alcohol specifically to cope with the discrimination that they faced due to their gender identity or expression. And a staggering 41% of respondents reported attempted suicide compared to 1.6% of the general population. Reading these statistics really made me sad, and I think as a cis person, sometimes you don't, or sorry, I should say, like, as a cis person, I don't realize the, um, the privilege that I have, and I mean, obviously, I'm black, and I'm queer, so, I mean, I'm not that privileged, but in this sense, I am, and I don't realize that some of the things I take for granted, like going to a hospital, are like that going to a hospital because I'm sick and then getting a, treated accordingly is a privilege, and I don't even realize that it is. In conclusion, I just want to say that I wish this world was much kinder to trans people, especially trans kids, and I think it's bullshit that their lives are harder than it needs to be just because they want to be themselves and they want to feel comfortable in their own skin it shouldn't be a hard concept to grasp that trans people are human and they have human rights and those rights should not be violated at any cost whatsoever another group of people that i wanted to mention that get discriminated against in the healthcare system are victims of sexual assault so i was trying to find specific statistics and i couldn't really find any Many people who have used the healthcare system in these specific cases have stated that their experience was incredibly negative and that they felt they were being discriminated against. And they also stated that they felt like there was an incredible lack of sensitivity around the issue and among the professionals themselves. So before I talk about how incredibly racist the healthcare system is, I just want to talk about really harmful and famous stereotypes about black people because I feel like that plays an incredible role in the way that black patients are treated in um, the healthcare settings. So the stereotype about black women is that we are strong and we are superheroes. We see this a lot and we don't even realize it. The media loves to portray black women in this way. And a lot of times the black women on a TV show or movie will go through the most extreme emotional, physical distress and somehow will always turn up okay because she's supposed to be strong and she's supposed to be the one person that all the other characters can like lean on and ask for support but then nobody does the same for her. I brought that up because there is 
a myth or there has been a myth going on for an incredibly long time that black people don't feel pain the same as white people i suppose what they mean by that is that there's a threshold for pain and that black people feel or that black people experience incredibly higher levels of pain than white people but i brought up the stereotype about the black women and black people being portrayed as superheroes and strong because i personally think that that directly correlates to the way that black people black patients i should say are treated when they're admitted to hospitals so this is the part that i've been wanting to talk about because i honestly haven't seen a lot of people talk about this really besides black twitter but black expectant mothers are dying at incredible rates and it just relates to how the healthcare system is treating them black mothers die of pregnancy related causes at a rate three times higher than white women our healthcare system treats people differently based on race and because of that black mothers are at a greater risk for pregnancy related complications than white mothers black women are often dismissed or ignored by medical staff providers one of the best examples I could give you is Serena Williams' experience. Um, so after Serena Williams gave birth to her daughter, she explained in an op-ed how she was treated and how at one point it became a life-threatening issue. After her pregnancy, she dealt with serious complications, which started the day after her daughter's birthday. So she explained to her nurse that she was feeling out of breath. And due to her history of pulmonary embolism, she alerted the nurse to her problem because she knew that it was going to get worse. She told the nurse exactly what she needed, which was a CT scan with contrast and an IV heparin, which is a blood thinner, through an experience before. Um, so that's how she knew what she needed. But when she told the nurse that, the nurse thought that her pain medicine might be making her confused. And the nurse really didn't give any weight to what she was saying. She persisted though, and when her team ultimately did perform an ultrasound, it was revealed that she had small blood clots in her lungs, which is what she was saying in the first place. But based on her medical history, I mean, that should have already been something that they were prepared for at the least. And Serena's case is interesting because it really just goes to show you that income doesn't matter. It didn't matter that she's incredibly wealthy or that she's a celebrity. Her nurses and her doctors saw her the same. They just saw her as a black female patient. I mean, God forbid that she wasn't as persistent as she was. Maybe they would have never performed the ultrasound and they would have never found the blood clots that were in her lung. It's been estimated that about 50,000 women in America deal with dangerous or life-threatening pregnancy-related complications each year. Black women are disproportionately likely to face these complications and fall victim to America's ongoing maternal mortality crisis. And many of these deaths are largely preventable, but because of the systemic racism and discrimination in the medical system, people die. People that could have been saved died because of medical professionals' inherent bias. Someone on Twitter perfectly worded this and they said that we have, we as in black people, we have the highest mortality rates and predispositions to disease. 
but we have a healthcare system that is so racist, ableist, fat phobic, and classist that we're almost more fearful of doctors than we are of death. I mean, I honestly couldn't word it better myself. I feel like that perfectly sums up everything that I wanted to say. This is an episode that I've been wanting to do for a really long time because I think these topics need to be talked about and we need to start having a conversation about the really serious issues that are going on. Um, I learned a lot researching this and I hope that you learn a lot too by listening to this. So yeah, that's uh, the end of today's episode. You're listening to the Gen Z Agenda. I'm your host, Naila Alexander, and I'll see you soon.